We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Welcome to the Rotovis Radio Weekly Recap, where I, Kyle Vorchek at FF Kyle Kid, take you on a tour through the last week in Rotovis Radio podcasting. For those of you who don't know, Rotovis is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. Go to rotovis.com to check out the site. Before we get into it, I want to remind you that even though the NFL season is underway, you can still get your Rotovis NFL Pass for 30% off. This discount is for listeners of the podcast only, and it's available through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotaviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content, tools, and best of all, it supports this podcast. Again, be sure to get your 30% discount for an NFL pass at rotaviz.com forward slash podcast. The first clip this week comes to you courtesy of Kyle Pollock and Jordan Hoover from the College Football Show. And I bring you this clip because I think this might be the best time of the year for college football. We have the pool of possible playoff teams narrowed down to just the right number that we can start creating scenarios to get each team in or create weird playoff structures. Like, I think it's very possible this year that we see either a two-loss team get in or a conference sends two teams to the playoff. This could happen if we get Ohio State winning their conference, Oklahoma loses their conference, Pac-12, no matter who wins their conference, is at best two losses, or if Auburn wins out. If any two of those happen, we are guaranteed a team with two losses getting in. And for two teams to get in, it's not super likely, but if, for instance, Georgia wins out and beats Alabama, it'd be hard to keep Alabama out with a resume that includes beating Auburn, 
beating Mississippi State, and only losing to Georgia, who in their own right is a really good team. And if crazier things happen, we could even see possibly a Clemson and Miami getting in if Clemson beats Miami in their conference championship and other crazy things happen to open up some spots. Without further ado, here's Kyle and Jordan on Miami giving Notre Dame the hands last week when they met. Take it away. I personally have been underselling, I guess, Miami for basically the whole year. And we, we talked, again, we talked about it before the in last week's pod when we were previewing the game that we both kind of thought Miami might eventually start running out of luck. It's not luck involved. Maybe they are legit. Um, I think that, I think that their offense still is somewhat limited when you, when you look at the fact that they only, uh, they only threw for 137 yards in this game. Now, granted they ran for 237, So sometimes you don't need the passing game, but I think that if Miami wants to keep moving down the line, and vie for you know spot in the playoff potential national championship, they need to be able to get more out of their passing games. So uh, Malik Rozier, you know, I think that he needs to. I think he needs to do more. Eventually, it was it worked out in this game to the game flow, but I I think that Miami still needs to do a little bit more through the air. Um, and also shout out to DJ Dallas, the Miami running back, uh, twelve carries, fifty three yards, two touchdowns. He had a pair of four yard touchdown runs. But he just has such a cool name and fun name to say. So I just wanted to say DJ Dallas because it's fun to say. And like you said, Travis Homer, good call on him too. Uh, I was really high on Mark Walton. Um, unfortunately, he went down for the season a couple weeks ago. And Homer's done really well in his stead. And yeah, I mean, I, I think that sort of the same way that I'm, that I'm kind of done doubting Wisconsin. We sort of talked about that too. Uh, I'm kind of done doubting Miami until we see something different. One thing I just thought of with this Miami team, how much better or how much more respect maybe do they have if they have Brad Kaya back this year if he hadn't declared who, you know, he got cut, I believe. I think he's on the Panthers now, but he got cut by the Lions after going in the fourth round. So it really didn't work out for him. How much better do you think he probably looks at the prospect leading this team? How much better do you think this team is with him? No, I mean, that's a, that's a really tempting idea because I think that that's probably the weakest part of their team, I would say. Um, I think Rozier is okay, but I I really liked Brad Kyle last year, and I was kind of uh, kind of bummed that he declared. It was sort of the same, sort of a similar situation to uh, Virginia Tech mm-hmm. with um, what was the quarterback's name? Gerard Evans. Yes, Gerard Evans. Yes, uh, who looked fantastic uh, the season before he left. Uh, declared early and then has just since disappeared. And I hope that's not the case for Kaya because I had promised. But yeah, that's a that's a really interesting thought exercise. And I think that um, they would probably benefit from his his skill set and experience. And I think that, you know, solidifying passing game would really make this team almost complete. So yeah, should have been, would have been, you know, one of those deals, I guess. Yeah. Can't complain too much though. They are on the season, so... Now we move from the college football playoff to the NFL playoff, where Jacksonville, the team everyone loved to hate on this offseason, is primed to make it for the first time since 2007. I think looking back on the 2017 season, a lot of hard work will be devoted to figuring out what Jacksonville did to go from a three-win team to a playoff team, and maybe even more. For more on this, here's Nick Given and Kevin Cole of The Numbers Game. Is there a chance, not only that Jacksonville makes the playoffs, but they, but if they do, 
could they win their division and make the divisional round, or as wild cards, could they win and get to the divisional round? I mean, could we really be talking about Jacksonville as one of the final eight teams in the NFL this year? I mean, I think you can. I, I think they're being held down by just because they are the, the Jaguars, essentially. But that defense has been nasty this year. I mean, they're the number one defense uh, from an efficiency perspective in the NFL. Um, when they're able to do that, you know, as long as Blake Bortles doesn't give it away and he has been doing it this year, then they're they're in pretty good shape. And like I mentioned before, the AFC is just really, really soft. I mean, the Steelers have played pretty well. But other than that, there's no there's no one else who's really that strong. I mean, again, to go back to some of these uh, these DVOA ratings, I mean, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars are number four overall, driven by the strength of their number one defense. Pittsburgh is number two. But then you go after that, the next closest team in the AFC is, K- is Kansas City at seven. And then you go all the way down to 13 for, uh, um, you know, for the New England Patriots, the other another team that's in the playoffs. So it's just a really, really weak AFC this year. So they are, you know, not only a sneaky chance to make it to the final eight, maybe even to make it to the final four, maybe even to make it to the Super Bowl. If you're talking about a team who could really go out of nowhere. And I know that seems ridiculous. And I think some of the weather concerns down uh, near the end of the year when they have to go in and play in places like Pittsburgh and New England is probably, you know, not really a chance of happening. But when you have that dominant of a defense, and this is a defense who also at ESPN they were showing on a expected points allowed uh, per play type of basis is playing better than any team has been play has played for the past 20 years. I mean, that's that that's a team that can get you in it as long as you have Blake Bortles making a few plays or that running game continuing to play well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think you make a couple of great points there. Uh, first of all, with that dominant of a defense, um, I mean, we've seen bad quarterbacks make the Super Bowl in the past. Rex Grossman, of course, is one of the premier ones that comes to mind when you think of bad quarterbacks making the Super Bowl. And he actually had a much worse touchdown-interception ratio than Blake Bortles has currently this year and actually has had in the past three years. Even including last year, uh, Blake Bortles had a better TD to INT ratio than Grossman did in his Super Bowl year. So uh, Blake Bortles right now, a 2-1 to TD to INT ratio, which which is about exactly what he had two years ago in his very good fantasy season. We had a 35 touchdowns to 18 interceptions, almost exactly two to one there. The difference is they're taking the ball out of his hands a lot more. The last two years, he's thrown over 600 pass attempts, 625 and 606 to be exact. This year, exactly halfway through the season for them, they played eight games, 234. So that's a 468 pass attempt pace, which you know, is uh, about 150 less than his average from the prior two years. So they're taking the ball out of his hands. They're relying on the defense. They've got a great running game. Obviously, Leonard Fournette has been very good when he's played. He has missed two games, one with an injury and one from suspension, but a 4.6 yards per carry so far. So I think you're right. If that defense holds up and uh, if, if Blake Bortles just continues to almost be a game manager in some ways. Uh, I think I think they're definitely a, a team in contention for the final eight, and I, I agree with you. I think they have upside beyond the final eight. Looking forward to this week for Jacksonville, they will be without Alan Hearns, their second-leading receiver. They'll have at best a dinged-up Leonard Fournette, but at worst, he could miss this game, in which case the team will have to lean heavily on Marquise Lee. In the two games without Leonard Fournette, Marquise Lee has seen an average of about two more targets and a little over two more receptions per game. But most importantly, he's seeing over six more PPR points per game, which is why you'll see him in my draft lineups. Fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. Here's how it works. You do a draft that lasts for just one week, and there's no management. You just set it and forget it. 
Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Drafting takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you can join one right now. And the best part? Play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. No salary caps, play in a real-life snake draft, just like you play with your friends in a season-long league. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime, just search Draft in your app store, and join a game in minutes. Or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com. Whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into Draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code RVRADIO. That's right, play a real money game for free, just for using my promo code RVRADIO on your first deposit on Draft. Just search Draft in the App Store or go to PlayDraft.com and come play for free with my promo code RVRADIO. Up next is Colm Kelly on the road of his highlight reel with his guest Sean Siegel. The only thing better than getting Sean Siegel on the RV radio every week is hearing him make a special guest appearance on a different pod that we have. Have a listen. With Rotovis, the tools that are up there, I want to know, Sean, how you incorporate those tools personally into your weekly preparation. There's obviously a lot you do behind the scenes with writing and all that makes it uh, part of your daily routine. But let's say you're getting ready for uh, your weekly matchups or you're getting ready for the Rotovis radio podcast. Uh, how do you work those tools into what you do from a personal point of view? We mentioned Dave, and he's been doing just a fantastic job. Early in the week, he puts out his game level similarity projections. And then later in the week, he contrasts those with the site's app and the projections on those. So right now, one of the big things in fantasy football is understanding the interaction of the offense and the defense, You know what that means for that week's scoring. And with game level similarity, you can go into the app and you can look at the particular player find similar players to them. The app brings those up for you and then also shows you how those players have performed against similar defenses. And then it gives you a range of outcomes for projections. So it's just a marvelous tool for understanding what the player's profile is, what the defensive profile is, and in the past, what that has led to in terms of scoring. And instead of giving you you know, one projection which represents just one scenario it gives you a sense of the range of outcomes and that's extremely valuable as you try and either set a dfs lineup or making those really tricky start sit decisions because you know depending on who you're playing what your goals are in you know a tournament you might want to go for someone who has a high ceiling you might want to go for someone who has a high floor just depending on those different objectives and the app will let you see which players best fit those objectives for you so that's a tremendous tool that that i would certainly encourage readers to use and then our aya app will give you wide receiver information it'll show you how they've performed at different areas of the field so if you're concerned about a certain defense or even a certain corner a certain matchup you can see where that receivers performing well or they're performing poorly the game splits obviously are a lot of fun so you know if you want to put these uh, a piece of info out there on twitter say that is you let people see very quickly well when this player is out then such and such does this it it can be a lot of fun it also gives you some insight because if suddenly you're going from aaron Rodgers to brett hunley that makes a difference for those receivers. You can bring up what they've done with Rodgers, what they've done without um, all those upgrades and downgrades. You, you have to be careful not to take it too seriously because not all of the splits are going to be predictive. That's another app which gives you great context 
for you know what you might see the upcoming week. I think a solid example of what Sean was talking about, misusing the Splits app, we're just reading into it in a different way than maybe you should, is Julio Jones' split without Devonta Freeman, as the Falcons will be without Freeman this coming week. Over the four years they've played together, in games without Freeman, Julio's averaging about half a PPR point more. But what that doesn't tell you is that only one of those games came in the past three years, which is what Devonta Freeman is now, as opposed to five of them coming from his rookie year, where he was below average at best. For more on Julio Jones and some other players, here's Jeremy Hart with guest Jim Saunas on the RV Mailbag. Uh, what is the world coming to where Robert Woods, Sterling Shepard, <laughs> and Juju Smith-Schuster are weekly top performers? Based on recent trends, if I can move a guy like Julio Jones for one of these guys, pick up a second piece like a productive running back, shouldn't I do it? Interesting question here. So I'm, um, Also, he says, I'm kind of tired of hearing the lazy and fear-minded, but sure. Julio can blow up at any moment case. So we've got a lot going on here in this question. What do you got? And- I think that, you know, general statements like that are kind of lazy. I, I understand what they're saying. I disagree. I, I think that Julio can blow up at any moment, but it's not because of, like, this past history with Julio. It's because of what they've been doing within the past four games. Again, 31.5% of their targets. He has 52.9% of their deep targets. He has 34.8% of the red zone targets, which means that Julio Jones is actually getting red zone looks. Like, the first time in his life, like elementary school, they were not throwing to Julio in the red zone, but they are now. So that kind of makes me say, I want Julio there, and it's not really something that that bothers me that much. Like, I'm pretty, I feel pretty safe in saying that, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, I, I definitely like Julio, as we kind of mentioned earlier in the show. You talked about the indicators. They're all there right now, right? Yeah. Like, if you asked this question three weeks ago, it would have been a different response sure. for me, 100%. Yes. Uh, but, but now the facts have changed. And when the facts have changed, our takes have to change. That's just yeah. how evidence-based analysis works. It's pretty awesome, right? But, <laughs> and, but yeah, like, and at the same time, if you showed me the targets and the market share for uh, Robert Woods and Julio Jones and you remove the names and you do one of those player A does this, player B does that there's still a compelling case for a couple of these guys here as well so yeah hypothetically tell me who the other running back is and then we'll we'll talk a little bit right absolutely until then it's julio so so jim last time we had you on the show here we we learned some pretty crazy stuff one of it involved uh a little bit of a a, an empty water bottle and um Uh, a, a letting loose of the can, if you will. Yeah. All right. So, so what? It, besides that, what has been the second <laughs> craziest and daring thing you've ever done? Yeah. So I'm not really a daring person in general, which is why my craziest, you know, story is, you know, relieving myself during a baseball game <laughs> while like talking on air. That that's not exactly daring, and I, I don't really have any super daring things. I guess like when we were in college, uh, I went to school near Chicago, and like. We got 24 inches of snow one night, and so, like, it was, like, 60-mile-per-hour winds. Like, we put on biology goggles and, like, went out towards, like, Michigan and, like, chilled out there for a bit. Like, I don't think that counts as daring, uh, but honestly, that may be the most daring thing I've done, which I think says more about me than anything else, honestly. (laughs) I was going to say, Jim, that's just everyday life for me, Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm fully willing to admit that I have a very lame life, but it's a lame life that I enjoy. See, and it's a lame life. Like, we don't need to be in the limelight. We want, we want right. the lame light. Right. We're Absolutely. all about the lame light these days. 100%. <laughs> I mean, that's where, that's where you gotta live, folks. I mean, you don't, you don't need to stand out. You don't need to set yourself out again. And like, it just, just get comfortable. Absolutely. You know? 
you get a certain age and you realize, you know, I just want to be comfy. Like, give me the PJs, right? Yeah, I, I hit that like five years ago. So, like, I'm good. I'm good now. <laughs> oh, shit. What has life come to? <laughs> that brings us to our last clip of the week. This clip comes to you courtesy of the RV Radio with Sean Siegel and Pat Corain. This week they had guest Russell Clay on. If you get a chance, make sure you check out the full episode. They cover a wide range of topics in a really interesting way, ranging from Devi to Dynasty to Plain Old Redraft. But the clip I've chosen for you is about Saquon Barkley, and is he truly the 101 for the upcoming draft already? Here it is. Right now, Barkley is in a little bit of a skid from a rushing yardage perspective, but he continues to score and catch the ball. Do you foresee anyone challenging him for the number one pick in 2018 rookie drafts? No. Uh, And I think a lot of analysis now is just that uh, we've seen Saquon Barkley be a tremendous running back prospect from day one, you know, since day one, he stepped on Penn state. I mean, I can remember the first few weeks where he wasn't really the feature back yet his freshman year. And you were just like, whoa, this guy, this guy's special. Um, the yards per carry is weird, but as, as I've gone on as sort of, uh, you know, cared more and more about production, the yards per carry is great on the edges. So, I mean, we can reference a, a Tevin Coleman and Melvin Gordon. Uh, it's great. I, I like to see a player who can average seven yards per carry in the Big Ten. I mean, I, I was loving it then. But it's not necessarily a requirement for me to, you know, fall in love with a prospect. There, there's been a few guys. I mean, DeMarco Murray was like mid fours in terms of yards per carry his like junior and senior season. So um, it's not necessarily something I'm wor- I'm worried about, especially with how special he's been in the receiving game and underrated. I mean, he's returning kickoffs for touchdowns. This guy is. 225, 230 pounds. It's the it's the same sort of thing we saw with a Fournette, you know, uh, a few years ago. Where when you see that guy just break a kickoff return for a touchdown, Todd Gurley as well. Uh, that's sort of something I I kind of put in my notebook. Like, oh wow, he he's you know pretty special for them to one be putting him on kick returns, but two, you know, breaking him to the house. That's not, not very normal for anyone to do. Um, so with all the peripheral stuff, I mean, I, I think Barkley, if he isn't, is, is very close, um, to being one of the best RB prospects we've seen in the last 10 to 15 years. Um, so yeah, that, I, I'm pretty solidified. Maybe other people get kind of cute with, with who they're going to put one, but um, especially with the impending draft position where he's going to be a top three to five pick in the draft. Um, he's looking at f- a feature role from day one. So I'm all in. Do you have anyone that you're looking to avoid right now out of, uh, let's say, Geis, Love, Adams, Chubb, Friedman, and, and Ronald Jones? <sighs> well, it, it was going to be... Uh, it was going to be Bryce Love... And then he just continued being incredible. Um, he's put together one of the best um, 
you know, rushing production seasons I've ever seen, potentially the best, you know, depending on how he finishes out the year. He's been dealing with an ankle injury the last few weeks, so that's been kind of a bummer. But, I mean, for most of the year, he's averaged 10 yards per carry, which we've never seen anything like it. And that is going to bring us to the RV Book Club of the Week, or something like that, where I choose some of my favorite articles I've read in the past week. This week, I wanted to highlight our DFS basketball plays of the day, because it's not all about football. And I'd also like to talk about our Dollars Per Opportunity article, which takes a really interesting perspective on DFS value, seeing it as a function of opportunities relative to price, which I think is just a a smart way of looking at things and gives you a different perspective on how to view value. That's going to do it for this week's Rotoviz Radio Weekly Recap. You can find me on Twitter at FFKyleTheKid. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the Road of His Radio Weekly Recap. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can always get a hold of us at rotovizradio.gmail.com and catch us on Twitter at rotovizradio. And you can always support the show by going to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast and subscribing with a 30% discount. seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop and as you lift that first forkful to your mouth you savor the moment to get amazing offers during the mercedes-benz summer event like the 2019 c-class sedan and glc suv the perfect recipes of driving performance plus you can enjoy six months of sirius xm all access included the mercedes-benz summer event now serving limited time offers on a select lineup of vehicles offers end september 3rd mercedes-benz the best or nothing they call you the grill master You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.